This is Doug Friedman. And this is Meredith Levy. And we are your hosts. We are going to be joined today by Crystal Duan, who is an astrological practitioner and general all-around well-versed person in the personality scales, not only astrology and tarot, but she knows a little something about the Enneagram and Myers-Briggs and you kind of get a little bit of everything, right? Yeah. I like to mix the modalities as I like to tell people. I consider myself just, I guess, a spiritual consultant of sorts, but yeah, I am an astrological practitioner. I'm here to help astrology come alive Mm. for everyone who's interested in it, because what are these astrologers saying? And what does that mean about my life? If you ever want to know, you can come to me, which is, I guess, why you're coming to me today, I suppose. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) sure is. We want to hear more about it. I really want to hear more about it because when I was growing up, I, I knew all about astrology. It's what everybody was into because it's so easy to fit. There was no, there was no online quiz. Well, there was no online when we were growing up, but right. it was just, when were you born? Oh, you're this sign. And maybe you knew your rising sign or your house or something like that. But for the most part, it's, oh, I'm this. And in the newspaper, which is like a... <laughs> A relic of the Horoscopes, newspaper. Totally, right? I mean, that's that's what everybody looked at, but it was more like how astrology is kind of, I think, gets a bad knock as as like a fortune-telling predictor or or divination tool. Like, oh, this is what's going to happen to you today if you are this Mm -hmm. sign, which is where I think the, the pseudoscience comes in, but everybody still likes that for some reason, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't knock the newspaper. Every Sunday, my stepdad and my sister and I do the crossword puzzle and I read the horoscope. So I already read it today. Still to this day. Whatever day. Yeah. 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 Wow. Always. Wow. wow. So, okay. So Crystal shine light on this. Cause you're, you're kind of smiling and shaking your head a little bit. Like when you hear that, what does that mean to you? When people are like just reading their signs and going, okay, so here's what's going to happen to me today. Wow. Okay. There's like so much to unpack here. And what I will say is that my approach and I think, okay, so disclaimer, I was born in the nineties. So I'm a couple decades younger than you guys. And what I will say is generations (laughs) tend to regard astrology very differently because what's funny is like Mm. my outer planets. So my Saturn and all that stuff are different than yours because I am on the cusp of Gen (laughs) Z and millennial. We really like using astrology as this sort of psychological lens into the psyche. So we're much more preoccupied with how to use it to garner more free will, like Mm -hmm. out of what has been given to us. So I like to think of astrology as these are the lines in the coloring book that dictate kind of how things are set up for you. Mm -hmm. But now that if you know what those lines are, you can go and color things in a certain way, or you can draw some new lines using the lines you already know about to like make a new picture. I feel like astrology is the beginning of the story. And when I hear people reading horoscopes and Mm. freaking out about it, which tends to happen with tarot as well, I feel like that's almost like treating it like the end of the story. Like, ha, you're stuck with this. Ha ha, too bad. Is almost what I think people kind of like view astrology as something to taunt them to feel trapped as opposed to I look at it as a way to free yourself. It's more like, ooh, how interesting. I'm going to use this as more context to highlight 
what I already see. And this is why I think tarot and astrology intersecting is very important too. Mm. Because like people don't realize how much free will they have unless they look at astrology and tarot to highlight where you've already been and where you already are. It's not like this is the future. This is like something that's going to just kind of be created organically. It's more like this is already like kind of in motion to some degree. And it's also far more abstract. It's not like that literal. Yeah. It's almost like it's all open for interpretation. So it's not you predicting the future. It's you interpreting how somebody's making sense of something and where they want to go with it. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. It's kind of like, you know, like when you're learning like a subject in school and there's like all this foundational stuff you must know before you can perform like a certain subject. It's kind of like, how can we learn calculus if you don't even know multiplication? It's like you have to prime your learning. It's it's like your brain. You have to prime it Mm. to be able to contain that more advanced concept. Astrology and tarot, when people just kind of look at them in of themselves, it's like, it's actually a very complex language, but if you aren't trained in actually thinking of it in a very figurative metaphorical way, it becomes entirely overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And of course, our tendency is to just go like, oh my God, I have so much fear around this horoscope. I feel like if you don't start with the foundational concepts of what Mm. is predestination, what is free will and how do they intersect? It's very scary to just hear this out of context thing And then like define it in the way that you have learned. And if you don't prime and recalibrate how you see everything in reality, then of course, astrology and tarot are going to be like, whoa, what? Oh my gosh. And I like to remind people that we make predictions all the time already that like aren't really scary. And so I like to think of it as the more acquainted you are with understanding everything that's ever happened to you and how it kind of leads to certain outcomes or attracts certain things. If you've been keeping track of that energy and those flows and momentums for some time and you've been observing them, tarot and astrology gets easier to use and understand. Yeah. Yeah. It, it almost sounds like like what you do mostly isn't dependent on what somebody's sign is. It's a language that you learn to use to then kind of interpret and extrapolate things from them and and show them. So almost as you're talking, it doesn't matter if you're a Capricorn or a Gemini or a Virgo, it it doesn't matter what your sign is to a degree. And and you can prove me wrong. You're going to use astrology as a language, tarot as a language and help pull out what makes sense for that person and what could happen and how they see things like that. So it's, it's not necessarily like, Hey, what's your sign? It's, I know this language called astrology. So I'm going to talk to you using it. Yes, precisely. I realized the audience couldn't see me nodding, but yes, I was nodding the whole time you were saying that with vigor. And so I guess my unconventional sort of philosophy is that we should be aspiring to embody all 12 signs in our lives. We have something to learn from every sign. They all work together in conjunction. It's kind of like they're all different parts of like a body, but you need like your eyes and your ears and your hands and your feet. Like they all work together. And astrology ultimately emphasizes collectivism. In my opinion, it's kind of like, oh no, I don't understand this concept. If only I had more Gemini energy, looks over at Gemini friend. Hey, you come over here and tell me about how you think about. That's cool. But like in a very serious way, I do think that like every sign in every aspect of your chart embodies a different sort of orientation. And you can always like reorient yourself. But again, you have to kind of know where you're starting from. I should probably also explain how astrology like literally works, right? Like how people calculate these things because it's very mathematical, but I'm cutting straight to the application of it too. So yeah. Maybe first, I think you have some of our information, right? Yes. Like, so you can maybe like do a sample or. Ooh, I would love to. 
yeah, as you talk about like how mathematical it is, how you can find things, how you can do things. Yeah. Use Meredith as an example and kind of show us because so far my takeaway is the same that it has always been, which is you can open up the newspaper at Meredith's house and point to any, any sign and read it and not say what sign it is. And you could go, Oh my God, that applies to me, but it's, and that's the pseudoscience part. But I think mm-hmm. what, yes. what maybe we're looking at is, okay, what do you do with an actual birthday and astrological? So what does it mean? Does it say anything about me in particular, or is it just opening up the language for all of us to understand? I, I, I don't know. Right. Yeah. I actually think when people can, everyone can kind of relate to all horoscopes. I'm like, but that's like how it kind of should be because like, I feel like it's, it's like there lies difference, but there is like foundational similarity and what we all kind of need to focus on, but some people need to focus on it at different times perhaps, or they cannot. And also we embody so many different signs that like, it's more about which ones do you not relate to? Cause those signs are probably not yeah. in your chart then. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to look real quick at your chart. I'm going to explain how astrology works. I'm pretty good at being concise about it and then we'll apply it. So the way it works is like we live life in Western civilization by the Gregorian calendar. That means that we measure time by the sun doing shit. (laughs) So that's why every year, if someone shares your birthday, Meredith, but they were born a different year than you, they are still a Sagittarius sun. Like that's what people mean when they say like, oh, I'm a Pisces. It means that... I was born sometime between late February and mid-March. Every year is the same. However, the other planets don't move like that. Uh, They move at different speeds. So like the moon, you know how like every month we have a new moon and a full moon? Mm -hmm. The moon's actually moving through the signs every few days. So in one month, the moon moves through all 12 signs. The sun moves through all 12 signs in one year. hmm. It's the same order for the most part with an asterisk of sometimes they move backwards through signs and that's what's called retrograde that's if you've heard mercury retrograde it's in that retrograde right now yeah exactly so oh that that's when shit gets fucked up that's when things go wrong okay so now when you hear the word retrograde retro means right back it means that the planet is moving ostensibly backwards through a sign okay but for the most part they all go in the same order aries and then taurus and then gemini and then cancer and then leo then virgo then libra then scorpio then sagittarius then capricorn aquarius and back and pisces and back to aries so that's the main established order the signs move through and the moon yeah moves faster so basically whatever sign the moon was in when you were born the next year based on the math it's going to be in a different moon sign. So someone born on December 17th, like 1989 or something, they are going to have a different moon sign than you. Okay. And someone born like two weeks after you, but maybe they're still Sagittarius or something. Okay. They're not actually, but um, someone born two weeks before you is a Sagittarius has a different moon sign than you as well. Okay. And the moon in this case, and all the planets, by the way, they all dictate different aspects of the psyche. So they say that the sun is who we are by day, but the moon is who we are at night. It's who we really are. Oh, Mm. I didn't know that. It's like the yin and the yang. The yang is like how you protrude and the moon is like this more intimate part of you and such. Oh, what's my moon sign? Aquarius. Interesting. So how you actually experience emotions will be to a degree like, okay, so it's like your Sagittarius sun is like very vibrant and very lively and philosophical and you're, you can like be a blast to be around, but then your Aquarius moon is actually like very serious and can be almost detached. Like it's like 
not almost attached. It is detached, but basically you can be like a little more hands off, like kind of like go, goes in guns blazing. But then like some part of you is like, man, like, yeah, I don't know. Like, like that's like you. <laughs> I very, very much have always resonated with Sagittarius. If I picked and wrote down some character traits about me and then went back and looked through the Sagittarius, I definitely resonate a lot with. It can be very like opinionated Yes. Aggressive and like adventurous and big, like personnel, like a lot, a lot. Yes. Yeah. So the contrast though, is that because you have an Aquarius moon, you're actually, you're like very, yeah, like opinionated, but you can also be agreeable in the sense of you'll like consider, like it's like the difference between someone who's like so that way that they're combative and probably would not be able to like maintain a podcast relationship the way you guys have successfully. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Sorry. Right. But like, if someone, you had the same chart as someone, but you traded out the moon, you would see like a big difference. You'd be like, okay, there's some foundational similarities, but also like, why are you so extra? Yeah. That makes so much sense. Cause in reality, I'm very compassionate and like, I try hard to see all the other sides of people mm-hmm. and I'm very like generous and kind and I can be shy and quiet and I like alone time. Yeah. You likely don't take things super personally. Like even if you feel like kind of affected by them, you won't probably go around like getting all riled up about it, but you'll still be like very vibrant and excitable, but it's like disagreeability, which someone who gets to know, (laughs) who gets to know you will really see that part of you, but like the more immediate impressions, they don't realize how like detached you are. That's so cool to know. I never knew that about the moon. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, Mercury, Venus, and all of them, same thing. They are also different aspects of the psyche. Okay, think of the Roman gods and the associations. Like Mercury right. is Hermes, the winged messenger. So Mercury is how we communicate. Ooh. Mercury moves every few weeks. Hmm. And when it's in retrograde, to be honest, I don't really think things literally go wrong, but right. they go differently than what you've been used to. Because uh-huh. think of like when the wind blows one way and it's just blowing the other yeah. way, you're going to be like, whoa, what? oh shoot, I'm like falling down because I was so used to it going this way. I had adjusted myself to the currents and now I have to reorient myself. So for someone like me who like enjoys reorientation at this point, like recreationally, I'm like, cool, a mix up finally. It's been been a few months, but yeah. So (laughs) your Mercury is in Sagittarius. So it's actually conjunct your sun and your Mars and conjunct means it's in the same sign. So how you communicate will also... (laughs) be very Sagittarian. Yeah. Like, woohoo, ideas. Yeah. Woo-hoo, travel and philosophy. And Mars oh is also like God. when you're when you're <laughs> mad, you'll also yell passionately to save and defend your philosophy in essence. Totally. Okay, let's hear Doug's. So Doug is actually it's funny because Doug and I are both Capricorns, but we and we both have fire moons, but his moon is in Aries. So despite being like very logical and practical about things. Doug's also has quite a few surprises under his belt at all times. Like no he has shit. this like totally spunky kind of like, can, can, he can be kind of a troll, but looking at him, no one would expect such a thing. And he doesn't really bring that out unless you're looking specifically for that part of him. Oh, wait. did you say tool? Troll. Oh, Troll, <laughs> you dipshit! Like D- Doug's like I'm. S- D- Doug's a tool. Well, actually, the op- not not a tool. Sorry, <laughs> no, I don't call anyone a tool. Wait, what do you mean a troll? <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, he can be very uh, playful, a little like cunning, like ha ha ha, like uh, just kind of like 
He likes to get under the skin of the people he cares about, mm. but he doesn't really care about getting under most people's skin because that's like only the most intimate part of him and such. Ooh. So he like, as an Aries moon, they can be very impulsive, very impetuous. But if you have an earth sun and also like an earth rising Capricorn sun, you're going to be very practical about when you bring that part of you out because it's not like you all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So like the whole thing about putting gum in the girl's hair when you're in grade school, Did you you're do teasing that? somebody. <laughs> Hell no. Um, uh, I mean, okay. that's the cliche, right? When you, when you like a girl, yeah. you put gum in her hair. I mean, that, that idea I think that you're saying is I reserve that for people that are like in my inner circle. So if I'm making fun of you, I must really like you. Yes. Making fun of people is an Aries love language and people like right. me as a Leo can't really handle it, to be honest. But I have a few best friends who are Aries. I find it's easier for me to type people's moons because it's the impetus of how relationships are formed. So it's like, I will viscerally feel some way more about people's moon sign than like even glancing at them and trying to figure out the other signs. Mm. It's like the moon sign is like, oh, like I feel so safe and almost bored by you you must be an earth moon and oh like i can talk to you about anything and you're not going to take it personally air moon and like oh we are all like just so zealous and passionate we're all fire moons so i kind of look i group them by elements because there's the four elements of astrology and mm-hmm. then there's like the signs there's like three signs for each basically that's a cool breakdown that i probably knew somewhere but never really recognized which is i mean if we get to tarot it's, it's similar in how the cards are yeah categorized by four suits right so there's four elements and there's three signs three in each. signs in each right. that gives us the 12 and i think i've always learned that the the important ones are birth sign which is you know the day and month you were born your your rising sign and your moon mm-hmm. i mean i've always grown up just knowing i am a capricorn and because my mom is a virgo and my sister is an aries i always remember so my funny. moon is aries and my rising sign i don't know if that's that's the same as your sun that's a virgo Right. So rising sign is different than sun, but I find it really funny right, that okay. you, two of your family members are like those similar signs. Um, so the rising sign. Okay. So here's the thing. Birth chart stuff, that stuff doesn't really change. Those are the signs in the sky and the planets when you were born. And you're like kind of stuck with that energy kind of being like your square one for most of your life. You can certainly develop with it, but there's always like an archetypal sort of energy around those signs. That's your birth chart. That's the personal Mm. plans, whatever. And then if we get into the rising sign, that's like where all the houses or whatever, if you've ever heard about those comes in, it's basically a whole different wheel and it has to do more with, this is like where predictive astrology would come in. Wait, which one do you do? I I like to help people get real clear on their birth chart before I, uh, help them understand predictions. It's like something I can do because I am in the community and I do follow all the astrologers work and I know how to like kind of do it myself. I just don't like to explicitly advertise that I do it because like it's not something I'm as passionate about, but it's something that I can certainly explain to people because okay. I still think knowing about it is very important. Like otherwise it's like, oh we can't make predictions of this. I'm like, you can you just have to be really dedicated to like researching what yeah. has already happened before. Cause astrologers are good at what they do because they're like, ah yes. So the last time Pluto was in this sign, we had the like the Revolutionary War and right. we had this happen. And it's very intensive to actually figure out how to predict someone's life because you have to get really deep into like the significant events of their lives and that the energy that that takes and then make a prediction from there. And like it, it's just a lot. But I do think that you can make predictions. It just is far more complex than usually people are willing to put in. So, yeah. 
Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, that makes sense. The predictions part, I mean, that's the part that I think, even though people might gravitate towards that, that's no offense, but that's the pseudoscience part. It's like, well, you're either going to go super, super deep and really into it and, and really try to find that out. Or you're just going to get, you know, you're, you're going to open up the newspaper, see your sign and go, oh, that's what's going to happen to me today. But the, the crux of it, like you're saying, is looking at your birth chart and looking at, okay, here are your signs. This is yes. what it means. And this is who you'll get along with and how mm-hmm. you'll get along. Like you can look at just from knowing Meredith and me, what our moons are or our rising signs. Are. Like, I mean, you said like whether we're complimentary or where we're, yeah. we do get along or the yin and yang. I mean, if you can just... Talk about that because it's, it's, I think a lot of people look at this in terms of relationships and who am I going to gel with? Right. Yeah. Well, okay. So I believe that we can make anything work with anyone. Mm. And so even with tarot, I go, okay, what do you actually want? I also specialize in law of attraction, subtle plug, but like that kind of intersects with all of this because it's like when we think about what we want, what we've experienced really shapes what we think we want because I'm like, we can never really actually know what we want. We can only hypothesize that mm-hmm. we want something. And when you're willing to like exist in that space, that's when like the law of attraction, tarotology makes so much more sense because you're not convicted to this point of like needing like some kind of ego attachment to it. So with mm-hmm. compatibility with astrology, I don't like kind of trying to project forward. I am only compatible with blah, blah, blahs. But what I will say is I I decided to, you know, be a little nerdy back when I first got into this and I looked up the moon signs or not not specifically the moon sign, but I looked up the signs, the charts of like basically every single dude I'd ever had a crush on since grade school. Nice. Um, Nice. Because... That was like fun to do when you're like 19 years old. And totally. I uh, got kind of freaked out because I realized, wait a minute, I've only ever had feelings for three different moons in my life. And wow. there, there was like a lot of data. And I was like, a very clear pattern is emerging. Wait, did you have to know all of the, what time they were born to do that? So the thing is, you don't always have to know what time. That's mostly for the rising sign and the okay. houses. I wasn't trying oh. to predict anything about them. So there's your sun sign, which is like, whatever the one we're all used to your your ego like who you are and then your what's the difference between moon sign and rising the moon sign is your innermost self like it's like who you are who you show your inner circle to and then like your right your rising sign is like the the face you wear to the earth how people like it's kind of like people almost see this before they even see your sun sign they'll be like oh she's like she can be my nurturing sister mommy whatever right. everyone just gets attached okay. to you really fast and then they're like oh she's so fun so the world would see meredith as a cancer on the outside if they can get to the, her inside she's more of the aquarius yes it's kind of like if you think of it in layers it's almost like oh. i think it almost as like you're a fish in a fish tank and the fish is a sagittarius fish with like some kind of innermost like spine of an aquarius but the water in your tank is like cancer flavored so people looking in at you oh that is such a good analogy people looking <laughs> at you and like they they see the tint of the cancer but they really kind of like mm. they can also see the Sagittarius so I guess Doug lives in a Virgo flavored tinted tank so yeah love that okay <laughs> like that's like how they can make collective predictions because everyone's chart is like so specific to them but then what you go through as a collective like all the Virgo risings. And like, so it's really funny on Twitter. People will be like, Hey, fellow cancer risings. Are you guys okay? And they're like, no, we're not. Oh, Leo risings Mm -hmm. are doing great though. (laughs) Ha ha. Yeah, we are. Right. If Meredith and I were looking at our compatibility as, as co-hosts, 
we'd be better served not looking at our birth sign, but looking at the water that we swim around in, where she swims in cancer water, I swim in Virgo water. Yeah. And I think, okay, so my personal avant-garde theory is that because you guys both have sun and Mercury conjunct, your sun and Mercury's are both in the same sign, like Doug has a Mercury and Capricorn, as well as a sun Capricorn, and Mer- Meredith has Sagittarius sun, and as well as a Mercury and Sag. It's actually easier to to like look at your sun signs and be like, oh, okay, so we have the Capricorn Sag thing going on. Right. And I think that that's probably like in theory, like Doug would be a kind of like the not like the straight man because you have that lively, airy side, but more like very like kind of like, ah, oh, yes, let's be logical. Hmm, let's think of it. And then Meredith would like bring the fire and all of this. But at the same time, <laughs> Meredith is also very warm and nurturing and Doug is still very serious with the Virgo. It's yeah. like, I think that in conjunction with all of that, you guys have the fiery elements with Aries and Sag of like bringing some pep, but Doug is very like logical and like very like grounded. But then Meredith also is like nurturing and also very like detached. So between both of you, you have all four elements. So it's actually like quite harmonious in that sense. Oh, wow. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, it's cool because it's, it's, I think we look for, well, what am I most compatible with and what sign or what rising, what, what moon do I yeah, gel right. with? But what I'm hearing you saying is when you get down to it and you break it all down, you look at like the full chart, mm-hmm. you can see a lot of similarities and maybe it's not just what am I compatible with and what am I the same with? Because a lot of what Meredith and I have are complementary elements, right? Yes, exactly. What I like to think of is how am I going to fill out my team? <laughs> like when you pick players for your fantasy league or something, it's sure. like, right, okay, right. Like, people have different strengths. Okay. Like, how are we going to like kind of almost put the objective of what this partnership is supposed to do like first, and then think of the individual needs of what that would have to look like. And then like fill it in that way and stuff. So I like to think that if you desire it, it can be possible. You just have to get creative. Hmm. Okay. Caveat. If you have trauma, maybe from not really learning your lesson properly with like a pattern of like certain signs, because there is that case where people are like, I always get in trouble with Pisces women. What am I supposed to do about that? I think assessing very neutrally and curiously what that means before just Mm. writing off every single Pisces you ever see ever again. (laughs) I think it's like, again, let's start. Let's use this to start a story, not end it. So let me ask you this, Krista, because it sounds like a a lot of the information that you have and that you can interpret, you know, cause you've studied this, like, I mean, this is your world, you get this, mm-hmm. but for most people, they're just going to know their birth sign. So how mm-hmm. would people use astrology? Is it something that you need to go see somebody like you so you can understand your full chart and you can use it and apply it? Or is there just like a, a cursory, like layman's, you can go online and any website will show you this, this, and this. So then here's what you can do with it. What a great question. Um, so they can go to me. I'm kind of expensive. Most astrologers are expensive. But if you just want a more affordable way to just start to get into it, you can start watching YouTube videos. You can generate your chart at like Cafe Astrology, which is a website. It's much easier than reading from the wheel because they just give you the table and they have this mm. encyclopedia of like, this is what Sagittarius sun means. This is what this means. And then there's also an app I like. It's actually, it's called Chani, C-H-A-N-I. And the reason it's called that is that is the name of a very big astrologer right now. Okay. She tries really hard to explain to you like what exact 
placements you have that give you certain traits or what's going to mm. happen later because of those. Because we go through many transits. It's not just like these Sagittarius suns are going to go through this. It's also like, well, if you're an Aquarius moon, you'll go through this. And right. if you're a Mercury, like basically yeah. because there's signs and planets doing their dance right now in the sky as we speak, they are influencing each and every one of our placements as well. So like mm. if we were going to do work with you at some point, you could do my chart and tell me all the basic stuff and all this stuff. And then, but wouldn't it be like important to maybe once a month do a follow-up to see things that have, with all the changes that go on or how does that work? Well, okay. So what I specifically do is a little different than like other astrologers, because what I do is I give journal prompts that are very based on transits or based on your like birth chart. Ooh. And they also correspond with what's actually going on in your life. The best way I can explain it is I'm kind of more like a life coach that incorporates tarot, astrology, and Myers-Briggs, and I guess some aspects of Enneagram human design, which I don't know as much about, but those are like my top three. Mm. And someone that wants to work with me can like talk to me like every few weeks and they'll be like, okay, this thing's going on in my life. Can you help me with the concepts that I need to think about to apply in order to harness like my free will about this? Dude, this is dope. This is such another form of psychology and insight and <laughs> right. Like just from a different kind of perspective and place. And yes, very much so. I see a gap in the industry in that like I've become the person where when I hear like about a certain transit, I go, Ooh, this means we should think about this right now. Right. And people are like, what? Cause I'm, I've been very good at timing what's going on in the energy. I'm like, ah, yes, this brings back a memory of when I was 14 and this right. happened. Oh wait, that was <laughs> actually when this transit was last happening. What the heck? So I'm very good That's at cool. like, with very little information about the person, just with their chart, with some key questions. I ask them what their type, which I type people myself with Myers-Briggs, by the way, and with tarot as well, but I don't even need tarot necessarily. I administer journal prompts and I expect people to be accountable to that because I think journaling and reflecting and documenting what's happening to you is the best way for mm. you to harness accountability to that. Because no matter what's happening in the stars, you have an amazing life journey and narrative and a character arc, as we call them in anime. And you are the star and the protagonist of that. I like to be the narrator. I like to help you narrate your own life because the narrator, what does he do in a story? He's there to help you make sense of it. And I think that a lot of people are too busy being the protagonist to understand what's happening in the story. And so I like to think of myself as I happen to use tarot and astrology to help you narrate your own life in a sense, Mm. because journaling is a narrative building exercise. I love this. This is amazing. I love that. I've said, I mean, you've, Mary, you've heard me say to Drew, like everybody's the lead actor in their own movie, right? Yeah. And Crystal, what you're saying, and I agree with it, is okay, everybody's the lead actor and they're the protagonist in their story and their arc. The script's already been written. That's already been done. That's kind of our past and, and what shaped us. Yes. But what you do going forward, you actually have agency. It's sort of like saying to an actor, like, hey, you can, you know your character well enough. You can just improv the next scene. Yes, exactly. Go off script if you want, but the yeah. script is there to help you stay somewhat organized and on plot. So yeah. So you're you're like a spiritual director to these actors in their own right. Yeah, I like that. See why it's hard to like actually assign a name to what I do. Yeah. And honestly, most <laughs> of my inner circle and network also does not know what I do because I don't really know what I do. But I guess I had to just have to be okay with no labels. I love labels. But yeah, um, I would love to help you guys or anyone listening in any way. Totally. I love that. 
And just to take a, a quick detour, because we mentioned it at the top, I want to make sure we mentioned it before we, we wrap up and end the tarot portion of, of what you do. Like for me, I know that, you know, tarot cards started out as just another deck of cards, like a, a playing card game, but we can use it and there's certain meaning to it. And as a kid, I was like terrified of like the knight of cups or swords or something like that. Like it's, it's some of these drawings look scary. It wasn't just like the queen of hearts. What it means and what it represents is less about the card itself, more about how somebody's interpreting it or how you as the spiritual director is going to help that character make sense of the writing that's already taken place and the improv and, and what they're going to do going forward. Yes, right. I love this. I am a spiritual director who helps with all that. And I'm going to have to refer back to this to update some of my website copy. <laughs> yes. Right. Amazing. Yeah. This has been so yeah. cool. I've, yes. Yeah. You guys, if you have questions, just send them. You can ask us, you can email. We'll put Crystal's uh, information on our website and um, I'm sure you have a Instagram and. Yep, I do. And I'm always putting free content on there. If anyone wants to learn. Awesome. What's your Instagram? It's Crystal, C-R-Y-S-T-A-L-X-D-U-A-N. If anyone wants to follow me. So yeah. Yeah, nice. absolutely. Yeah, we'll we'll link it in the in the show notes too, so they can find her. Yeah, because this is this is really cool. But it's it, I liked how you described it earlier too, as astrology and tarot. It, it's learning this language, and once you have that language, then you can help guide somebody through it, and that qualifies you to be a director. Some people will just like watch a movie and comment on the movie itself. Okay, that's fine, but they're not necessarily a director, right? And that's that's how I see what you do and and how you are. Yes. I love it because I can tell you're like Doug and I, you're super passionate and love what you do. And so <laughs> that I think makes someone often, not always, but better at what they do. I mean, we can all get burnt out and tired, but really having a passion and loving the information that we do and people we work with and stuff, I think can be so rewarding. It's just a cycle of loveliness. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> totally. Well, thank you guys so much for having me. I super appreciate totally. it. And I would love to talk to you guys more about this. Yes, oh, awesome. for sure. We'll do that again. Absolutely love it. Well, thanks for being here with us, Crystal. And we'll definitely link your information in there. And yeah, uh, yeah, listeners, if you've got questions, comments, things, bring it on. Because I think astrology opens up so much to so many people, but it's all open to interpretation. Yeah. It's how we use it and what we do with it going forward. Yeah. Yay.